Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with all of our listeners again today. This is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ right here in Omaha. And we're so thankful to have this opportunity to come and be with all of our listeners each day, open up God's Word and study a little bit deeper. You know, we really do on this program, and I keep saying this, we do exactly as the name of the program suggests. We don't just talk about the Bible, we get deep into God's Word. We search the scriptures. We really study what they have to say for us. And while we look at it in depth and in detail, we try to explain it in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for our daily lives. So we really want to help you come to a better understanding of God's word. That is the source of faith developing within you. Faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. And as your faith grows, then you should be coming closer to God. And we pray that ultimately, all who need to do so, who have not yet done so correctly, will come to God through Jesus Christ, repenting of their sins, Luke 13 and verse 3, confessing their faith in Christ as God's Son and, your, and their Lord and Savior, Matthew 10, 32 and 33, and surrendering to him in baptism for the remission of their sins, Acts 2 and verse 4, 38. And also Acts 22 and verse 16, so that at that point they can come to salvation in Christ. Mark 16, verses 15 and 16. Oh, how the world needs the gospel of Christ. It is truly the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. And understood within that is not only just believes it intellectually, but obeys it. Romans, 6, Romans 1 and verse 16. So we want to help you. We want to help everybody we can. We encourage you. Encourage others to listen to these programs, to listen to Search the Scriptures. And we would encourage you and also to encourage others to go to our website at churchofchrist.com. Churchofchrist.com. Scroll down the home page to the podcast button, click on that, and in about one minute, about one minute, you can sign up for our podcasting. It is free. It always will be free. As I said before, we're not after your money. We want to help people get to heaven. When you sign up for our podcasting, you will automatically receive these radio programs every day, Monday through Friday. They'll go automatically to whatever device you choose, your smartphone, your computer, your laptop, tablet, pad, whatever device you choose, they will automatically be sent to that device every day. So if you have a problem with your schedule, catching a program when it's being aired on the radio, you can still listen to it uh, on your podcasting. And then you'll also receive a whole lot more. You'll receive all of our sermons, all of our Bible studies, plus a daily short, about a 12-minute Bible study each day that we call today's Bible class. All of that will automatically go to your device. You'll have tremendous resource material to study God's Word and to grow spiritually. So take advantage of that. Go to our website at churchofchrist.com. Again, it's free, and it always will be free. We're going to continue with our study <clears throat> talking about abundant Christianity. And we're coming from what Jesus said in John chapter 10 and verse 10. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. In the first section of this study, we looked at abundant Christianity from 
God's perspective, what he blesses us with as Christians. Oh, he blesses us with abundant Christianity. The Apostle Paul talked about how he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. And then Paul went through a listing of a lot of those spiritual blessings. He talked about our being in Christ. And of course, that's where salvation is, Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. He talked about us being counted holy and without blame before God in verse 4 of Ephesians chapter 1. In verse 5, he talked about how we have been adopted as we became Christians as God's true children. In verse 7, he said we have redemption, the forgiveness of our sins. In verses 7 and 8, he says God's grace abounds toward us. In verse 11, he said we have an eternal inheritance awaiting awaiting us in heaven. And that would be our heavenly home reserved for us. And then in verse 13, he said we've been saved and sealed with the Holy Spirit. Well, that's quite a listing. But it's not all of the spiritual blessings that we have bestowed upon us by God as we become Christians. Oh, no. Jesus said we're born again, John chapter 3, verses 3 and 5. A new creation we are. We become spiritually, Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. God has provided for us the best, most reliable guidebook that is available to mankind, and that's the Bible itself, Matthew 4 and verse 4. We have more reason to rejoice, to experience joy, and to be happy more so than anybody else alive because we're Christians, because we do have that home reserved for us in heaven. We can experience profound joy that the rest of the world is just wishing they could have, looking for, but so much of the time in the wrong places, fumbling around trying to find it. Joy in Christ, being saved, being a Christian. And then we also noted that God blesses us abundantly, materially, physically, health-wise, and so on. All the blessings that we would enjoy in this world, they're blessings from God. And he is able, James chapter 1 and verse 17, and he's able to bless us beyond what we can even imagine, Ephesians 3 and verse 20. And then we live in the abundance of God's grace as Christians, Romans 5 and verse 17. All of these are tremendous blessings that are ours because we become Christians. So those are blessings and examples of abundant Christianity that God bestows upon us, that God blesses us with. Now in this section of our study, we're looking at it from our perspective. We need to be living the abundant Christian life, and we need to be exhibiting that life before everybody around us. People need to see abundant Christianity in us. We need to be an influence for abundant Christianity on the world all around us. Now we noted in Romans chapter 15 and verse 13 that as Christians, we have reason like nobody else to abound in real profound hope. Real profound hope. We 
enjoy that hope because that hope comes to us from God through Jesus Christ. Paul the Apostle wrote, May the God of hope, you see, when we're walking with God, we're walking with the God of hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because of that hope that we have as Christians, then we also experience joy and peace that so much of the world finds so elusive. God is the God of hope. And as such, he blesses us that we may abound in hope. What did Jesus say he came to bring us again? I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Oh, as Christians, we enjoy God's blessings abundantly, his abundant blessings. Now, that hope is an anchor of our soul. Hebrews 6 and verse 19. And boy, people need an anchor in their lives right now. They're looking for anchors. But so many people are looking in the wrong places again, toward the wrong sources. And so they come up empty. They come up, well, disappointed. Because of that hope, because of who we are, Christians, the saved, we should abound in joy. When we look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 2, the Apostle Paul says, well, let's go back to verse 1. Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. Now, what kind of a congregation from a material perspective was this church or these churches of Macedonia? They were in a great trial of affliction and they were in deep poverty. And yet they, they experienced and exhibited the abundance of joy and they abounded in the riches of their liberality. Wow. Paul was actually collecting funds to help the needy saints in Jerusalem. And he, is, he was writing about his experience there with the churches of Macedonia. Though they were congregations that were experiencing deep poverty and affliction, they wanted to be a part of that particular work. They wanted to be a part, and they abounded in the riches of their liberality in spite, in spite of their deep poverty. They had an abundance of joy, even though they were being afflicted and they were experiencing deep poverty. You see, again, a Christian has more reason to rejoice, even in the face of difficulties that he might be experiencing, than anybody else in the world. Because he knows, well, this world may be trying to beat me up and beat me down, but I'm, this is not the end for me. The Christian knows he's looking forward to walking on golden streets, entering through pearly gates, 
having access on an eternal basis to the tree of life, to be with God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit in heaven forever and ever, where there will be no tears, no sorrow, no sadness, no sickness, no dying. Oh, yes. You talk about looking forward to that with joy, abounding in joy. In Philippians 4 and verse 4, Paul said, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always, in all circumstances, even in the face of affliction. Look at what the churches of Macedonia exhibited before Paul, and then Paul recounted to all of those who, led, who read that letter that he was sending to the Corinthian congregation. Well, certainly the Corinthian congregation learned about them, and they would have shared that letter with others, other congregations. So think, and then, of course, as it's inspired scripture, we read it today and we learn from it. The abundance of their joy. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And why can we have such rejoicing? Why should we exhibit and influence the world around us through our joy and happiness. We're not talking about giddiness. We're not talking about going around all the time laughing and chuckling and and giggling and all of that. We're talking about a deeper joy, a profound happiness that is within because of who we are and what we are. We're in Christ again, remember. We're children of God, adopted by him into his family as we were baptized into Christ. We are saved. We have been reborn spiritually. Oh, we have reason to rejoice. We have reason to rejoice in the Lord always and to exhibit to the world around us through our lives profound joy. In verse 7 of Philippians chapter 4, Paul says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The peace of God Peace like no other peace that this world knows. This peace comes from God, from knowing that we are his, we belong to him, and he walks with us because we walk with him in faithfulness. And so he guards our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. Again, you're talking about profound peace. Well, certainly that's going to contribute to great contentment, isn't it? We know where we're going. We know who we are. We know this world is not where it's at. We know we've got that heavenly home reserved for us. With God and with Christ. In their city. In their home. And so we've got that peace. We know where our future lies. And that peace guards our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. And that brings us contentment, doesn't it? Well, when you've got that kind of peace and that kind of contentment, you're naturally going to be joyful. You're naturally going to experience that kind of happiness that people are grasping for but not finding because they're not going to the right source. We're so blessed that we should abound in thanksgiving before our Lord. 
Going back to 2 Corinthians, Paul's second recorded letter to the Corinthian congregation, in chapter 4 and verse 15, notice what he wrote. For all things are for your sakes, that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. You see, once again, I remind you that, and we studied this in our first section of this particular study, God's part in blessing us with abundant Christianity. He is a God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, Ephesians 3 and verse 20. God can bless us beyond our imaginations. But now, as he blesses us, we need to be thankful. And we need to express our thankfulness to him, recognizing him openly as the giver of our blessings. We need to be thankful. When he wrote the first letter to the Thessalonians, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18, Paul said, In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In everything, give thanks. But what about if we're sick? We can still give thanks, and we should give thanks. Not because we're sick, necessarily, but because we know that God is the healer, and also that God is the spiritual healer, and that, again, we know who we are and what we are and where we're going. I've told the story many times about an old Christian brother. He had lived a really rough life earlier in his life. I believe he was an alcoholic. And that was evidenced by the fact that late in life, he was, I believe, suffering from cirrhosis of the liver. So much so that it was life-threatening and he was facing surgery for its correction to deal with it. Another older brother had lived a similar kind of life before he became a Christian also. As Christians, they became buddies. And the second man, as he was talking to the first man, and I think he was older than, than he was, but he said, are you afraid? Because I believe the doctors had given him a 50-50 chance for going through the operation successfully and surviving. And his response was, no, not afraid. If this goes well and works, then I'll be okay. I'll be better, and that's good. If it doesn't, then I'll be with the Lord, and that's good. In fact, he might have said, that's even better. <laughs> See, there's that peace of God that surpasses understanding, and that also is his recognizing that he has a reason to be thankful. If he died on that operating table, he knew that that was only his physical body dying. But his spiritual reality, his soul, would be with the Lord forever. Oh, I know he was thankful. I know he was thankful for the blessings that God had bestowed upon him. And the peace through which he could face that surgery that might be life-threatening. You know, that's what everybody needs. As I said, 
over and over again. Most people are looking in the wrong places after the wrong sources for joy, for happiness, for peace, for, con for contentment, for hope. They need to be looking at God through Jesus Christ. God is that source. Through Christ, we can come to him. And Jesus said that he's the only way we can come to him. John 14 and verse 6. But God is the possessor and the giver of the peace, the hope, the contentment that everyone should be longing for and looking for and searching for diligently. But so many are missing it. In fact, I fear most are missing it. And that would go along with what Jesus was talking about in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. The contrast between the narrow, the narrow gate, the straight gate, and the narrow way to life, and the wide gate and the broad way to eternal condemnation. Abundant Christianity. The world needs that lesson. They need that image. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14, You are the light of the world. He was talking to those who would be his true followers. Ultimately, he's talking about Christians, true Christians. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. And then in verse 16, he says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. People need to see Christ in us. They need to see that hope that they're missing, that peace that they long for but are not finding. They need to find that contentment that will give them that peace. All of that is only found from God as the giver through Jesus Christ as we come to God through him. They need to see abundant Christianity in you, in the way you live. Let's pray. God, guide us to come to you for that hope, for that forgiveness, for that salvation and eternal life, Please guide us to come to you for abundant Christianity. And then, having become recipients of all of those precious and special blessings, because we're Christians, guide us to show abundant Christianity to everybody around us so they can find hope and direction by coming to you. Guide us to be the shining lights and the examples, we pray. Please forgive us, gracious Father. Our prayer comes to you in Christ's name. Amen.